Okay, we are back with another episode of the Philippine X American Stories podcast. This is a pretty wild episode because I'm essentially going back to uh, the root of it all, the root of how I got involved with the San Diego community in terms of um, film organizing. And this has probably got to be, I think, one of the oldest or like one of the most um, sustained orgs in San Diego, the, the Philippine American Youth Organization. And this is also probably the biggest amount of guests that I've had on an episode. So we currently have the um, executive board for PIO this year, as well as some of the, the OGs. So if y'all want to introduce yourself, uh, starting with eBoard. Hello, I'm Julian. I'm a junior and I'm the chairperson for PIO for this year. Um, hi, I'm Bridget. I'm the vice chair of PIO this year and I'm also a junior. Hello, I'm Mira and I'm also a junior and I am the director of finance for PIO this year. Hi, I'm Indira. I'm uh, this year's director of culture and I'm a senior. Hi, my name is Jayla. I'm the director of public service and I'm a junior. And then we have our PIO OGs to introduce themselves. Hi, my name is uh, Jerry Tornay. I'm uh, one of the Cuyas for PIO. And I'm your Cuyo Moore. Um, yeah, well, thanks for having us, Alfredo. Honestly, this is wild because this is very in intergenerational. Some of us started PIO in different decades. Some of us were, were founders of PIO and some of us are just... Uh, getting our, our feet wet now. So I'm very impressed to see how far it's come so far. But I do want to get more into the roots. I know we kind of talked a little bit about this off recording and everything. But um, I, I guess just to start it off, how did you get involved in PIO? Or why did you um, get involved with PIO? So let's uh, start with that. And we could have the eboard start first. Sure. So I joined PIO in my freshman year after the annual club fair that they hold on the lawn because one of our friends was already on the executive board and they were selling lumpia and the only way to get it was to sign up. But I wound up having a lot of fun, so. That's motivation for real. I'm in the same position as Jillian. I was like there with her and yeah, now I'm here, but I... I'm still having fun with Pio. Um, I was actually told about Pio from my older sister um, who attended high school before me. And so she talked about how she attended one of Pio's PCNs and um, I seemed really interested in it. So I decided to sign up my freshman year. I was in a pretty similar situation to Bridget and Julian. I just saw like a long line of kids at the annual club fair standing in line for Lumpia. I was like, oh, I might as well just join the club while I snack on some Olympia. So here we are. Um, I was a freshman at the time, and I had a classmate who was the, um, she was the PCN coordinator for the organization, and she was um, promoting some event that they were holding that weekend, and I didn't know Pio was even a club. So um, once she introduced me, I was very much interested to join. Mm, okay, so question with that. Did, did you know about any like clubs like this before you joined PIO? Um, when you say clubs like this, do you mean ethnic clubs? Yeah, so ge generally like ethnic clubs, any kind of, well, in this case specifically, any kind of like Philippine X uh, type clubs. Have you ever seen anything like this before? Um, like I've seen uh, other ethnic clubs, not Filipino clubs. There's like a Mexican youth club at our school and a Black Student Union at our school currently. 
I think there was a Chinese club as well, but um, not a Filipino one other than this one. Mm. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a Chinese club. I know there's a Korean one for sure, but before the club fair, I didn't really know of any of them just because I think there's a directory somewhere, but it's kind of hard to find. And there aren't that many clubs in middle school either. So high school was my first experience. Mm, okay, so it, it was like, well, was it something that was just very new or like, I, I guess the, the question I'm trying to ask was, um, I, I guess everything that you've experienced so far, was it like completely um, new, like the whole organizing space within uh, a Filipino club? Is that like very new to some of y'all? Um, the formal organization of it. Yeah, I think that's new for me at least but you know informally like starting in middle school friend groups kind of already start to align with cultural groups so in that sense we're used to it I, th I think that's a very big thing to bring up because there was a bit of that um that narrative that brought y'all y'all in especially during that um that club fair that y'all had I mean that that was essentially what it feels like to be like in a community event or like at a community gathering because it's like, oh, okay, these are the same kind of um, people. These are people that uh, that look like me that have the the same kind of interests. So I'm, I, I like hearing the varied uh, narratives with this, but I guess kind of moving on more into like the OGs and everything. I, I'm just curious, how did Pio start? Like we're seeing this generation like doing their thing, but I, I think it's time to just like backtrack a little bit and just see okay, how did it get to this point? Like, where did we plant our roots? Um, so with that, uh, well, for us, uh, we wanted to find a space for us to gather together and just hang out and, and have fun. But of course, we have to do it in a more uh, legitimate way so we won't get in trouble by our parents. So uh, this is how the thinking behind Payo was to where coming from different organizations, from high school, uh, Philippine organizations to colleges, um, um, like uh, A.B. Samohan has a lot in SDSU, has a lot of influence with Payo. That's where we got the Ading um, Manang uh, Kuya Ate mentorship program uh, to where we wanted to take whatever was done in the university, uh, within the community colleges and within high schools, out within the community and having uh, Philippine American Youth Organization uh, is a wonderful space, uh, safe space. Uh, so that's the reason why we wanted to have a group uh, which is called Payo, uh, Filipino, uh, uniquely uh, Filipino for the, the youth here. So that's the reason why I think that kind of got it uh, going, the spark that got it going. Mm -hmm. And Kuya Jerry, you were kind of a little bit, um, not not so much farther, but you were definitely a little bit farther down the line in terms of like your involvement in Payo. So once you got settled in and once basically Cleo more like reeled you in into the Payo space, like how, like were you involved in everything? Yeah, I got um, pulled in because uh, like, because of the other things I did in the community, I, I was very involved in my college in the time involved in the Filipino organization there. And we did wanted to reach out for, um, to the youth, especially during uh, one of the, um, things that came out of San Diego, the phenomenon known as high school conference. Um, it was getting noticed uh, uh, on a larger level, um, not just locally, but but nationally. But I bring that up because because I, um, because uh, San Diego State and UCSD were really good at bringing high school students there, our need to reach out to established youth groups um, 
basically uh, um, uh, that need is what drove me to kind of interact with him more. And he, after our interaction, he wanted to recruit me. It took him some coaxing to get me to 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 really clamp on because I've I've seen youth groups go um, you know start up and then uh, disappear months later. So I, I didn't really want to emotionally invest in youth groups. I really wanted to be a part of a group that could serve that function. Now, of course, youth, with high school youth groups, there, there, there's a lot of uh, um, uh, um, limitation with interacting with youth, you, you know, and, and getting college folks to interact with them, you know, and just some things you need to be aware of, you know, we have to be with parents and things like that. So I, I was really kind of skeptical with um, joining Pile, but once I saw what they did and the safe space that they created, and one of the things unique to San Diego where um, high school students had to complete uh, complete community service hours in order to graduate, and also at at one time had to also use that for part of their portfolio that they needed to graduate. I said, okay, good. Pio does have an end, very practical, has something that parents would like that their students join, and it hooked me. And I saw a uh, more, you know, with him being um, um, bilingual, being able to speak the language, can relate with parents. I think was a great attribute that a lot a lot of the other youth groups didn't have and it provided that space where he communicated with the parents and he had not only um reminded me how much i needed to learn about my own culture um and the language but he had that way of just interacting with parents to make them feel comfortable because here's this guy in college asking them to have their kids go with him to do community service now most parents wouldn't you know were very comfortable with that but he had the ability to do that and and uh, luckily by the time pio got very formalized we had very formal ways to you know, screen people to bring them in and make them a part of Pile. So that way it was a truly a safe space for kids to uh, have an opportunity to do community service. Honestly, that's wild because there's, again, there's not too many um, youth organizations out in the community that have been able to do that. So I have to commend, uh, commend Kuya more for that kind of work. But I, I like hearing the different narratives and everything. Like I, I could see like why Kuya more started this in the first place because, okay, there is that need he wanted this space and everything. And that's like why you continued in same thing with uh, Kuya Jerry and everything. So to give a little bit of background, just to keep it short, and I'm probably going to mention this in a separate episode because this is only like surface level of addressing Pio, but I, I started back in 2009 and the whole why as to why I wanted to be in Pio was because of that whole aspect of community service. And at the time, like we were able to get community service just by uh, going to meetings because again it was a requirement for uh, graduation and everything but I guess the reason why I stayed was because of the people and the fact that I, I was learning a lot of different things that I probably wouldn't have had access to within any kind of different space because I was like I, I had a very um, what's the word like a very surface level view of what it means to be Filipino and I, I felt like Paya was a, a vehicle that has I, I guess like skyrocketed myself and a lot of the the Pio alumni to really discover more about ourselves and more about the community and everything. So that's essentially like my why and everything. But I want to bring this back to the eboard and ask what why is Pio something that you want to continue or why has it been something that you've continued since um, you started? I'll go. But um, for me. I wanted people to grow with their culture rather than away from it, especially seeing with our generation now, um, rather than kind of like, like what Jillian said a little bit earlier, how uh, friend groups kind of formed based on culture, but sometimes the main focus of that culture is lost. So having a pio, having a cultural group is really good for people to just kind of 
go back to their roots and find a interest within that. Yeah, going off of what Bridget said, for some kids, especially those who are in later generations further removed from the Philippines, Payo can be one of the primary venues for how they're learning about their culture. And then for a lot of other kids who might have immigrated to the US or who are the children of immigrants who are already pretty familiar with the culture, it's just like a fun place to be with other people who share the same values as you do and like who live similar lifestyles. Hey, honestly, that, that's wild. I'll, everyone else could like answer this in a little bit, but the, the thing that's wild about this is that um, a lot of people in the community or just like na nationwide in general don't really get this kind of experience until probably their first or second year of college. So having this space is like super dope. So if anyone wanted to just like touch uh, upon that a little bit more, or just like wh why something like this is, or essentially like why you continue to do what you're doing with Pio right now. Well, I grew up and I haven't always lived in San Diego actually. So I'm very lucky that now I'm growing up with them, um, surrounded by such a large Filipino and Filipino American population. But um, I spent about the first 10 years of my childhood in a place where I was the only Filipino kid at school. And I just didn't see myself represented. And I think in a way that had me like kind of suppress who I was. I was I had this thing in my head that whatever happened at home and how I acted at home, how I interacted with my family at home had to stay there. And so when I moved here to San Diego, I was just really happy that there are so many people that I could identify with. And it just really opened my mind to realize how diverse and rich our culture is. And I really think that deserves to be celebrated. So in any way, that I could um, promote awareness for our culture. I was, I, I really wanted to participate in that, which is why I continue my work in um, Pio. Dang, that is spoken like a true director of uh, culture right there. Okay, Nara, Jayla, did you have anything to add on to that? Um, yeah, I, I honestly like agree with everyone and like what they said so far, like Pio for me, because I was kind of in a similar situation with Indira. Like when I grew up, I was like one of the two Filipino students in my elementary school and so I thought that was just like normal like I wasn't just I, I was surrounded with a, a large um like white population so I I would think that like my home life is supposed to stay at home as like what Indira was um talking about and then I moved to San Diego which was where the rest of my family was my outside family and I started to notice that like a lot of the kids and a lot of like my classmates were Filipino and I just felt like I kind of belonged there because just being able to like to relate to each other in customs and just I don't know I just felt like I belonged and um, I think I found a lot of comfort when being in here so that kind of applies to being in Pio too like Filipino students and the youth can like interact with each other without having to suppress any of their identity aspects and stuff. So, yeah. So I've actually grown up in San Diego my whole life, which I'm very lucky to have, but both of my parents were born here. So our home life is very Americanized and there's like a cultural disconnect between like 
me and my grandparents. So I kind of wanted to immerse myself more into the culture and learn about it. So that's why I kind of joined Pio just to learn more so I can have like more um, conversations with my grandparents and get to know them better too. Yeah. Dang, I, I enjoy the fact that everyone has like, even, even if, even though there are those similarities as to why the work has continued or the continued like attendance of this organization, this club um, has been going on. It's like, wow, there's a lot of like minor differences that actually make a fairly big impact in, in y'all's life. So I, I enjoy hearing that kind of thing, but kind of refocusing a little bit because I, I want to just see like where, where Pio has been at, because again, it's been a minute since I've like done anything with Pio. So I'm just curious about like how it's been. And we're going to start from the, the current day to how it was like back in the day. So just, we, so we, we could see how much it's changed since then. So currently right now we are in, oh man, it's been over, it's been a little over a year since the stay at home order has been put in, uh, put in place. So the, the way Pio has been done has been very much different, but y'all have been fairly active on social media. Y'all have done a lot of things with um, the virtual space. So did y'all want to talk about that a little bit more just to see what Pio has done over the past year? Sure. So, well, last year, the lockdown had already started, but it was already the end of the year. So we were already starting to transition to when we took over board. Um, it was definitely challenging switching to digital because we're students too, and we were also having to get used to distance learning. But yeah, we were able to figure it out. We meet through Google Classroom every other week, and then we plan for the meetings in the weeks in between. And then we credit a lot of our social media presence to, well, everyone else on board because Bridget organized it and made a calendar and Jayla's in charge of posting and all of us take care of making the posts just so that we still have a connection since we can't see people every day. Hey, honestly, that's wild because we did not have this virtual space back in, even during my year, like we, Instagram was just like, it, it was something that was still very new. So seeing all this stuff from then y'all had screenings for iHotel, you had stuff for, um, uh, you had like different stuff for um, Filipino American History Month, you had that cooking event, like, dang, that's so much stuff that I am very proud to see that y'all have been able to put out, especially like during this time and everything. But did anyone else want to follow up with the, the things that have been going on since y'all have taken over as eboard? We have a PCM, which is like our own take on the Pio culture night, but like in months form. And instead of like the dances, and I know the dances were such like the things that drew people to Pio, um, but it's kind of just an event that we thought would bring people into their culture just for like a relief from all this distance learning. And I think that's what we honestly tried to make Pio to be at this point, kind of a breath from your classes and when you're seeing someone through the screen it's not just like a black box or something like that like someone you can actually talk to and that was our main aim for Pio this year through the pandemic. So there is a panel event coming in April and it's kind of just for our members to learn about um, their options like career options and education that they can pursue after high school so I feel like it would be nice for them to just hear 
from different people, like their experiences and other resources that they have just besides us. So yeah. And then um, two, was, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, I had a cooking event um, and we basically, or I just, yeah, I guided or set a little tutorial for um, the people that attended and we just cooked all together Spam fried rice and that was really fun. And we ate it together at the end. So it was just like a little bonding moment, but it was really fun. I headed a Jeopardy game and it was kind of like cultural trivia as well. So things that I took from my own household, like customs and then celebrity life and all that just fun stuff for little incentives at the end. And I think a lot of people enjoyed it. So that was really fun. Um, my event is actually taking place over um, this month and next month. But I just um, contacted a few local hospitals and um, we're just writing like thank you letters to frontliners because um, now more than ever, I think it's really important to express our gratitude towards them. So yeah, it's just a little thank you letter <laughs> writing event. Dang, honestly, that is very wild to hear all of this. I'm actually on the Pio Instagram right now, just seeing all the stuff y'all were able to put out. And dang, that's, I, Kuya, more Kuya, Jerry, I don't know if this is taking you back to like early Pio days, but dang, this is, the kind of stuff that I, I've read about. This is the kind of stuff I've heard about from like a lot of the older folks in Pio, but dang, because for, for us, or at least for my year from 2009 to 2012, we were mainly focusing on more so the, the community service aspect as well as um, PCN or like Pio Culture Night, which uh, was, is, is inaugurating the right word, but we founded it back in 2011. We actually started it um, we started practices during, um, I, I think, the summer after my junior year, and that's when we, like, got it going and everything. We didn't have as much time to do all all the stuff y'all were able to do or had the access to do all that, so I got to commend that. But um, Pios Culture Night was our main thing, like, our main objective for, like, that entire year. And since then, it's been, like, growing so much. And just seeing how much, like, Pio has grown, even just from my year, is, like, very big. But I, I want to take this back to Kuya more and Kuya Jerry because I'm see, I'm guessing y'all see a lot of this growth that's been happening since, uh, like even when Kuya more founded it. Okay, so so there are two uh, events that um, I'll I'll name uh, one of the um, events that Pio was involved with that was a failure, but um, the thing was just to show you just the role that the students played in that, and in the um, there were different uh, various organizations, Copal, Fatty, and some other organizations, and their community based. Um, Filipino organizations that had first uh, generation folks um, that were largely made up of these organizations. And Pio, uh, these uh, first generation um, organizations, if you will, reached out to Pio to provide youth support. Now, this one particular uh, endeavor um, uh, was the Filipino Village, which was a failed attempt to create a business economic uh, development uh, center for the Filipino community in National City. We were trying to make something like now, for those of you that are familiar with San Diego, like a little Italy. Um, it, it failed because of a lot of reasons, you know, but um, the point of this is that when it came to the youth support, the, the kids were brought in there and they asked a lot of questions and they were involved. And this was sort of um, Pio, one of the first more um, ventures into mainstream politics, if you were, because we were interfacing with National City Council, um, members, uh, we were um, uh, interacting with uh, San Diego County folks, 
and it started at the municipal level. And I, I thought there was a great way for them to learn about our role within the larger San Diego community, that it is possible and it is still possible for us to make our own um, economic development um, area. Like um, they have Little Italy um, as well as some other things. Now, um, um, that was the failed one. But one thing that was very successful was a project called and it stood for Filipinos Saving Tagalog. Filipinos. So it's kind of funny. Now, I did play a role with the name of that organization. I actually kind of made a joke and said, oh, hey, it's P-S-S. You know, and, and for those of you guys, you know, that's how we call each other. But um, the um, Ate Lizelle was actually very, um, uh, 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 played a pivotal role as a youth leader from Pio. Um, and uh, one of the other, it was called the, um, Filipino, it was called Film uh, Filipino Language Movement, where we were successful in saving um, uh, the Tagalog class at UCSD. Um, I believe um, it was at UCSD, but I believe there's also other things that we're also, we're also crusading, and I'm sorry, forgive the term, um, to also save um, languages at other schools as well at the high school level. And that was a very successful uh, partnership with Philomena and other organizations spawned um, to help save the um, Filipino uh, language in San Diego County. And um, sadly to say, um, you know, um, it hasn't been as successful um, in current time, but during the time that was one of Pio's crowning achievements was our involvement there. And these were high school students meeting with, um, at the time, um, State Senator Vargas, um, not his aide, but him directly. Um, and I believe Lizelle was present at that meeting and some other folks interacting with folks at the state level. Now Senator, uh, now it's uh, Congressman uh, Vargas, but um, he played um, a role in helping us and kind of giving that clout. And, you know, I, 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 I wish I was able to attend that meeting, but um, I know that uh, my relationships with uh, people in um, uh, government actually helped bring that uh, to fruition um, and work with other groups. So those are like two events that, that Pio has been, uh, really big events that Pio has been involved with. And the, the other things that the students are doing now being one of the, as far as we know, one of the first organizations at the high school level to do a culture night um, is also one of Pyle's crowning achievements. And it's one of the things that um, for many years after the first one, um, other colleges, um, because of my previous uh, relationships would approach me and say, so what college is this doing this um, high school, uh, are doing this culture night? I, we never heard of this, Eastlake College? I go, no, it's a high school. And I, I was very like amused by um, people like not being sure. So, so college students went to a high school to do coaching? No, 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 no. These are high school students. And I was always very, um, really glad um, that Pio was pioneering at that level. Um, now there's been high schools since then that have done it. Um, from my understanding in the Bay Area, and I think there's also one in the greater LA area that has done culture nights. But in the past, to do a college style culture night, not a talent show, um, you know, is, is one of Pio's crowning achievements. Thank you, Moore. I think this is some reflecting time for you, my man. Like the, the, a lot of things have been growing since then. So I, I'm gonna let you like marinate in this a little bit more Then I'm gonna go into this last question right here since we are a little bit short on time. So I, I guess like all the, all the stuff that Pio has done since like the, the start, for, for you since you were one of the, like you're, you were the founder of Pio. So let's let's hear about that a little bit. And just hearing the wonderful things that uh, our student uh, leaders are saying to where again, 
Pio, the heart of Pio is the student and the student lead the events uh, that they choose to do. Uh, and we're here as Kuyas and Ates to be their mentor to make sure that yes, uh, this, this is good event and that make sure that we are checking uh, with their parents uh, in different languages, in Ilocano and whatever, in Bicol and in Tagalog, Filipino, uh, to where we communicate with them that these are student-driven activities and these are guided by their Kuyas and Ates. And, and going back to where, what, what I said was creating that space and what, you know, this wonderful e-board uh, it's just bringing joy to my heart to where the stuff that you guys are doing is awesome. Because again, this was predated to where in 19 years ago, in, in July 22nd, 2002, is when we formalized PIO and, and see what you guys are doing. And us not, this is our first time. Uh, let me give you more uh, context to where this is our first time to meet you guys. Uh, the e-board the e for PAYO this year, 2020 and 2021. And you guys have taken something to where I'm not even involved. Uh, Kuya Jerry, uh, Alfredo, thank you for putting this together. But to see PAYO to go on to where it's still a student driven, it's still what you guys, uh, the heart of what you guys want to do uh, is being done uh, as what the examples of that event. And as your Kuya, it just, it brings a lot of joy and brings a lot of respect and appreciation of what you guys are doing in your culture, in our culture, uh, to where my main thing coming from the Philippines, from our motherland and being rooted here in San Diego and to hear these things is so wonderful to where I'm like, oh my God, um, we are doing such a wonderful thing. And not just from being Filipino American, but within the community and just the love that you guys show is, is um, uh, as your kuya, I'm I'm proud and 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 I stand to say I'm like wow, you guys are just up there in the level to where I'm like hey, you guys go ahead and and continue what you guys are doing. I, I praise what you guys are doing. I appreciate it and love it. So back to you, Alfredo. Thank okay. you. Okay, so I'm gonna wrap around with this question right here, and I'm gonna let the kuya more and kuya Jerry talk about this a little bit uh, more, and then we'll bring it back to the e-board because I feel like this is probably the best place to end. Again, there's probably going to be a lot more conversations regarding Pio, but this is just um, like the base of it. There's a lot more people that are going to be talked to about Pio and a lot of the different threads that are connected. But moving on to the question, why, why do you feel like it's important to have organizations like Pio in the community or in, in school? So we'll start first with Kuya Moore and Kuya Jerry. Um, again, the start of it to where me coming from the Philippines and being here and not being, not, not being born here, I'm what's so-called a 1.5 generation Filipino-American. Um, and knowing the language and the culture back in the Philippines to where the, the place, San Diego, I wanted to have that the feel at home uh, to where I'm not left out, uh, we're not left out. And... And, and, and knowing to where I'm like, I'm far removed from the motherland, from, our, from the Philippines to where, oh my God, I'm gonna lose my identity. And trying to find and look for identity is where I was trying to make sure that I'm like, you know, I'm Ilocano, I'm Filipino, I speak the language, I wanna continue doing this and sharing what a wonderful uh, culture we have and the food uh, and, and the, uh, all the wonderful stuff. And, and I'm like, I need to continue that in, in a way to where it's going to be fun and it's going to be safe and it's going to be approved by the parents. Uh, so this is where, yeah, what that's about. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting because because uh, one thing um, uh, that that at least Kriya uh, Mars been bringing up is is the word safe uh, and a safe space, and and we don't mean it just as in terms of being emotionally safe. At the time, and to think about it during the the '90s, which I'm a product of the '90s, and yes, I was part of the Fast and Furious generation, and a part of the that like. And Fast and the Furious one, not what are they? Not sequel seven or something? I I, I don't. But nine or ten. <laughs> but with, with that being being the point to frame it, at that time there there was a lot of gangs and a lot of um not very safe spaces for for Philippine ex to to congregate. And um, a lot of times, and and even in my youth, um, you know, going to parties and it being broken up by the police or um, drive by shootings was part of my reality. I'm happy to say that that's not as common, and um, um, there are still issues with gangs in in San Diego and things like that. But but because of that, and because of the disparities with um, uh, what was happening at the time, Pio um, was basically became organic of that situation. We, we grew out of that situation, and Pio is that safe space for that. And it's more than and at the time, gathering in a safe place was very important. Now, Pio grew, and and now even though a lot of things we do are social in in um, their sort of nature, but by that um, event of having Filipinos come together, Filipino ex come together, um, it became political and became issue based, became um, more driven to things that that um, are not as uh, things that maybe seem trivial, but because there's some power with us coming together as a group and as a youth when we come together. We naturally look to um, at the issues that are facing our community, regardless of how we how our parents may feel, and and sort of use that energy to further focus and and go into college, and then be informed a member of those organizations. The 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 youth that came out of Pio going to the the colleges, the people that they produced, and the next level they took those organizations for blew my mind away. They were talking about issues that in high school that come up about being female, about being male, now dealing with microaggressions and things like that, come up now with the way they interact organically and take those lessons that they learned and bring it to college. And it just blows me away. I, I just, I'm just amazed with where Pio is going because even though there were some really big things that happened in the past, that that's not a stick to measure yourself to measure where Pio is now. The way Pio is, I, we wish we had the digital format that you guys had and the way to communicate. Because if this, if the pandemic would have happened back then, that pretty much would have been the end of Pio. I mean, we could send each other text messages. <laughs> I mean, we had text but texting back then, but we didn't have picture, uh, pictures, and you know, then we worried about data, you know, and things like that. So it, it was tough back then, but where Pio is now and just to see where we're going to go just blows me away dang okay so to get this in a more grounding sense let's bring this back to the e-board so why do you feel like it's important to have organizations like Pio in a school space or within the community in general um so for me personally I'm an immigrant here I immigrated here when I was five and so it was really important to me to find someone or some people who looked like me. And I'm thankful that I came here to San Diego to have that kind of space. But realizing going into high school, a lot of people kind of strayed away from their main. And so Pio is a great place to grow with your culture rather than away from it. 
And for me, it's been a place of just a hub to hang out with my friends, but also to have that cultural aspect and to embrace our culture rather than suppress it. Um, I think for me, especially in a high school setting, it's important that people have somewhere they can just feel belong and that have that sense of belonging with other people who are like them um, culturally. And yeah, I just think it's like important because some not feel like they they have IQB isn't where belong, but when you are in um, a certain group that you find or have stuff in common with them, um, it's easier for people to get through high school, especially, and um, the aspect of like enjoying and having fun with them, it's like a new way to create friendships and bonds and new relationships. Um, and you can like bring that beyond high school. Um, for me, cause I have been born here and I've grown up in San Diego my whole life. And then my parents are from the Philippines. So through that, I have Filipino culture with me in my home life. And then also outside of that, just because of the large community here. So Pio is just kind of an extension of all of that. Like it fits in nicely. And then even though I have that exposure to the culture, there's still other things that you learn from Pio, like I wouldn't have gotten into any of the dances like anything. I wouldn't have learned that if not for the club. So for me, like I said earlier, I was born here and I've lived here my whole life, but my parents were also born here. So I feel like there's a large disconnect uh, when it comes to culture um, within the people my age. So I feel like just having the club is again, like a safe space for everyone and just to kind of bring people together with like commonalities and yeah, just for them to hang out and learn more about the culture. Um, representation, I don't think our society can really um, overemphasize how important it is because I remember, um, I'm not gonna say who this teacher was, but I did have a white teacher who thought it was appropriate to, um, he was also the head of, he was a, the head of another club and they were designing t-shirts at the time. And he thought it was appropriate to put like um, tilapia on the t-shirt. And he was like, oh, we have so many Filipino students here. I think it would be funny to do that. And that just opened my eyes to like how shallow some people, some people's perception of our culture can be. And um, I, I was, think I don't want my friends to grow up in an environment, in an environment like that. I don't want like, future generations to grow up in an environment like that. So to have, like I said, we keep saying this space, but to have this space for us to really just immerse ourselves into the diversity and beauty of our culture and to really understand it is very important to me. So I think um, that's just, it's very important to emphasize that in our work. Dang, okay, so just hearing what everyone's saying there have been like slight differences just like in the ways we've said other things, but wow, I've seen how Pio has grown since I've been in it and the stories that Kuya Jerry and Kuya Moore have said, every purpose or every like reason as to why this organization exists is being like hit straight on the dot. Like we're able to like hit those milestones. We're able to do those kinds of things. And I feel like every generation has done that so far. So I just have to commend eboard for doing like, all the things that y'all are doing right now like again i was saying this before but th- this is probably like one of the toughest times like in history that people are 
like dealing with having to adapt. So I got to give it up for all the stuff that y'all have been doing to like keep Pio going. And again, this is uh, what the 19th year that Pio is going on. And then we're going to be going into our 20th year. I think like July 2nd, I think that was the, the day. So I, again, I have to give it up because like Pio's has been sustained for so long and it's because of eboards like this, eboards that have been in the past, general members that have been in the past and for Kuya more, especially for starting uh, this organization and for Kuya Jerry's contribute, uh, contribution to a lot of like the foundation that Pio has. So I got to just give it up for everyone, but this is like, this is only the beginning of all the conversations that we're going to have about Pio. Like this is the stuff that you won't find in history books. There's going to be a lot more threads, a lot more discussions that have, will that will have um, weight in this topic right here. But I, I guess before we end it off, we are going to be having more conversations like this in the future with different like Pio members as well as like alumni and stuff. But um, so people are able to find out what Pio does. Um, where, where is the best place to um, like find like Pio or do you have any events that people could um, like see that are going to be happening in the future? So for March and April, we're having our own take on the traditional PCN. Um, and instead it's the Pio Cultural Months. And so we have a couple events that just passed, which was a uh, cook with me and a Jeopardy game. But throughout March and April, we have the community service event, which is healthcare, writing letters to healthcare workers. And then Jayla can talk about the other thing. So we're having a panel event during April and it's just for our members to learn more about um, education and um, jobs that they can pursue after high school. So it's just another resource for them to learn more about life after high school. Okay, was there anything else that y'all wanted to add for that event or social media tip? Our Instagram has all of our information about the events and our Google Classroom handles and remind codes. So it's pio.sd on Instagram. So everything should be there. Dang, honestly, I, again, I have to thank y'all for taking the time to have this conversation. Again, a lot of this stuff is not going to be found in a history textbook or even some of the books that are in the community right now this is history that's being made this is like intergenerational history being told so again i'm super grateful and i hope that everyone that is listening has gotten something out of it and with that being said we will catch you on the next one